Welcome to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. on 1490 AM, WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome to Biker Life Radio. We are so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We have a fantastic show lined up just for you. Biker Life Radio is for those who are inspired to ride and those who inspire others to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and bring real life stories that will help you discover your purpose, achieve true freedom, and define your destiny. Today's show sponsors are Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And an additional special sponsor is the L. Melvin's Mexican Restaurant in the heart of downtown Sarasota. So if you're ready to crank up your engines, put the chins in the wind, knees in the breeze, and your seats in the saddle, then let's get rolling. All right, let's kickstart the show as we do here. And let's go ahead and, Deb, I've got to give kudos to L. Melvin's. Absolutely. Absolutely right. They're an amazing team that they've got assembled there. I'm telling you, we got treated so well yesterday afternoon. It was just unbelievable. Probably the best we've ever been treated at an establishment. Absolutely. And so if people don't know who and what we're talking about, this is the old two senioritas location in the heart of downtown Sarasota at 13555 Main Street. It is now El Melvin's. And uh, we were able to meet one of the owners, Mitch, and his business partner, Matt. They have the business, the the restaurant. And um, it was a really great conversation to get to know Mitch a little bit. And as we mentioned that we were on, a, we actually have a radio show about motorcycle riding. He revealed the mystique behind him, which you would never know, is that he actually rides one of those ice bear motorcycles. Yeah, and if you've ever seen one of those, uh, maybe you haven't, but what they are, they're really small, like... Uh, very low to the ground is how I would describe it, so... Very low, and then the back wheel sticks out a little bit, so they're like a, a mini bike almost, right. but a lot better, obviously. Correct. So, But they're pretty cool. I would I would have loads of fun on them, for sure. Yeah, now he, they're actually from the Ocean City, Maryland, or he is from the Ocean City, Maryland area, and he said they are just all over the place up there, and that's kind of because he actually lives fairly close to the restaurant it's an easy kind of uh commute to work on his ice bear and loves it and showed us some pictures of it it's pretty cool so i'm excited you know he's a rider too in his own site sense yeah, it's it's neat when you run into riders that you don't expect to and he actually equated his bike to like a ruckus one of those honda ruckuses i think is what yeah they're i think called. that's they're called. what he said uh, yeah so that was pretty neat we were able to do that and as deb always does she always jumps ahead of the story because we started telling you what a great afternoon and good time we had and the service was outstanding at L. Melvin's and the thing is is Jeb jumped ahead because we didn't meet Mitch until later after right. we'd been there for a little bit we got in there it was nice we sat down they redid that place it looks beautiful looks really a lot better. Phenomenal. Like Deb said, the light lighting is wonderful. Uh, there's no weird smells. Uh, you know, ten, two senior readers have been there forever, it seemed like. Right. And so we noticed that over at the bar was a bartender that we knew. Imagine that, guys. I know. Can you imagine? So, <laughs> and course, it was, uh, we Luke? knew it by Lucas, but he goes by Luke. And so we went over there just to say hello because we hadn't seen him in a while. Shook his hand, had a nice conversation. And he, I'm telling you, I'm going to brag a while. So if you guys don't like this, then that's just too bad. Because every once in a while, you've got to give people credit where credit is due. Absolutely. And Luke did a superior job. Luke always does a superior job when he provides service. Yes. And that's what I find quite interesting about Luke. He loves what he does. He loves to be of service to people. Yes. And you can just tell about every small detail that he provides. And I'll give you a few of those. For instance, I had spilled some salsa on the table and I went to wipe it up with my our napkin. And yes. he said something, oh, you beat me to it. He was going to wipe it up for me. Right. And then what he did is we had two other tables on the na- on the table, uh, two other napkins Setting. on the 
the uh-huh. table. And he undid both of those, basically saying, go ahead and use these. Correct. So he undid those, had those there out ready to go. I'll give you another one. He gave us a bag that we needed for our food at yes. the end. Uh-huh. Absolutely okay, which right. Which was detailed. Just, you know, here you go. Just the fine details and, that you just not everybody notices. It's the things that people, you know, I think you would notice if you don't get them a lot. Correct. And that's why we just had such an outstanding outstanding visit there at L. Melvin's. Yes. And the, the other thing that was just amazing to me is when our chips and salsa came that we'd ordered, you know, he had sprinkled them with lime juice and had done some sea salt on them Again. too to give it a little extra flavor. Again, just the little touches that we unfortunately become accustomed to accepting as normal. And this was way above and beyond. But you can tell he's passionate about being in the restaurant business. He's passionate about serving others. And he's passionate about making fantastic drinks from the bar, too. Yeah, and you've got it right. It's, you know, Deb was talking about maybe we just come to expect just normal service. But when you have a superior service, as we experienced yesterday, that's something that you notice. Right. And it you cannot go without saying. So when somebody provides you an outstanding service, because it really doesn't happen a whole lot these days, I think most of you guys can agree we get service and that's what we get. Right. And everybody expects 20%. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And if you don't know what TIPS used to stand for, TIPS used to stand for to ensure prompt service. Correct. So you actually used to tip in the old days, whenever that was. I, I don't know. We'd have to ask Dutch. Back in the but day. But in the old days, back in the day. Yeah, there you go. Deb, you say it. <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day, you would tip ahead of time. You would leave the waiter or waitress a tip before you started, before you were served. And that would ensure to ensure prompt service. Right. Well, we got not only prompt service, but we got over and above beyond service. Yes. It's phenomenal. Uh, so I, you know, we gotta say, you ever go go down there, look up uh, Mitch or Matt, probably say hello to the guys, nice young gentlemen. Yes. Uh this is their first uh from what we understand. Endeavor uh, in, in the in, industry of restauranting. That's so right. yes. And I'm gonna tell you right now, this is a huge success for them. And it's not just because of the service that I'm telling you received. That's just part of it. That was one piece of the puzzle. <laughs> that's right. That's just one piece of it. The whole idea is that they've got the ambiance there, of course, but I've got to tell you. The food is phenomenal. Yes. Absolutely phenomenal. Now, Deb was trying to put it in writing the other night when she put a post on Facebook and she used the word authentic. I said, I do not think this is authentic Mexican food. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's very, uh, we came out with the word eclectic, eclectic. Okay. And that's the way we feel about it. It's very flavorful, very different, something that you would, I've never had anything like it. Right. And I just was overboard with it because of the flavors that it was. Uh, your burrito, what was that that you I, had? I had a burrito and the cool thing was, was that you can actually pick what protein you want in. So I had it, um, uh, the burrito made with shrimp and because I love seafood and that was phenomenal. The shrimp was seasoned beautifully. The flavors, um, creamy, but yet, I don't know, I can't describe it all because there was such <laughs> you, a there, blend of amazing flavors when it touched your tongue, a little bit of zip and spice. So, and I'm not a huge spicy person, but I loved it. It was just amazing. I had to totally eat it all up. And also the Spanish rice, I think is what you were talking about too, just packed full of flavor none like i'd ever had anywhere else before it was just awesome no stuff. i was i was talking about your burrito okay that had some flavors and i'm just so curious number one how does somebody come up with this because it was phenomenal right and uh it's you know it had to be like uh i don't know sour cream it wasn't sour cream i have no idea how they made it it was just so yeah, outstanding I, I wish i could describe it over the radio but it's just too difficult all i can tell you is you've got to try it firsthand yourself Seriously. i agree and i think the other thing that was just to cook took me off guard because you don't run into this very often is everything was very freshly made yeah. you and your salsa your guacamole you pick and choose what is made into your guacamole which i thought was awesome so if you have a particular taste or something that doesn't work for you then don't put it in have them make it without it and i thought that was a, a very novel way to kind of customize the restaurant industry in the mexican world and that's not one thing for everybody you pick and choose what works for you and love it like crazy so deb what is this have to do with motorcycles well i don't know that it has anything (laughs) to do with motorcycles but it does it does because you know mitch rides as well and so even though yeah he's got he's on two wheels could be three but but that's right 
right? Um, so, you know, he's got a little bit of that in his background. But I think more than anything, you know, the motorcycle mystique is that at the end of the day, we're real human beings with a passion for something. Um, and being a real human being, the other piece of this is we happen to be downtown Sarasota, which we are not there often, usually once or twice a month. And, you know, we stop in there for a particular appointment and we always ask because that area is growing and booming like crazy. We always ask what's the newest, latest trending restaurant in the area. And um, the person that we go to for the appointment always has a plethora of options to choose. And this one was one of a few different ones, but it was in close proximity to where we are. And I have been wanting, I do have to say Mexican food for quite some time. And so it just just was a natural thing for us to go there after that appointment. And I tell you, it's about people making connections, being in relationship and trusting and having those great experiences because, you know, people, you feel something confident and that's exactly what we're doing now is we loved our experience and we want to share it with all of you so you can have a great experience and try something different too. Well, I just don't understand something, Deb. Uh-oh. Why are you hiding who told us about the Mexican restaurant? About El Melvin's. Mel Melvin's. El well, Melvin's. Because we're Why are there you hiding for, that? I'm not hiding it. It's just something that you need to share. Because well, it's no, all you about you. Shared. I don't know why you wouldn't have told. It was Nicole Salon on Palm. Right. I go down there to get my hair cut. What little, what two I have? <laughs> they have to. My two hairs have to look perfect, and I've only let one person do it for how many years? Uh, I don't over, even know. Probably twenty years at 20 this years. point. She's been cutting your hair, but she's amazing too. Again, I'm going to give a shout out to Nicole because she's not only a cosmetologist stylist, but she's also licensed in barbering. So she does for men the whole darn tooting thing. She gave you a great beard trim. She did. You know, uh, she did a great job. Yeah, cleans up. She actually does a straight razor on the neck. She does a lot of phenomenal things as a barber that most people that just go to a hairstylist wouldn't get some of that experience. So, yeah, I wasn't. I was letting you tell your story. Oh, you were. No, part. you were yeah. hiding it. You I'm know, you like to hide hiding. things. I don't know I why. Do I haven't figured out things lately about you. I I'm... love to rave about awesome people, <laughs> and Nicole is another one of those awesome people that if you haven't, she's hard to get to because if you haven't found quite the right stylist. Um, she's got other stylists in her salon, but she ha actually owns the salon. Nicole's on Palm. It's next salon to Cara Jula's. Um, and so, yeah. yep, Color Jula. So there's yeah. lots of, again, lots of <laughs> options in that area to pick and choose from. And I was just super excited that she steered us in that direction. Let us know. I had no idea that there was a new restaurant there. So yep. I was pretty cool. That's true. If she wouldn't have pointed it out, we would have probably never thought about it because Tunia Senioritas has been there for years. Yes. And it's, you know, it's just what it was at it was time. a staple in that area. I mean, we used to go there years and years ago. We used to love going there. We used to take your parents there. I know. So we liked really going there. But, you know, it wasn't something that, you know, after a while we really wanted to go to. Well, and, and it, it progressively, I think the service, we started to wane, The you know, the food experience. It was just the same old, same old stuff that you could get anywhere. And, you know, and quite fact, honestly, this one is so above and beyond. And the fact is that we didn't live very close. But now this place is so phenomenal. When I have a taste that I'm not sure what I want, I'm going to go to El Melvin's. Go. Yep. El Melvin's. You know, El Melvin's, okay? Yep. So uh, one of the things that I brought to my mind when we were down there is uh, Thunder by the Bay. Oh, and yes. I actually Mitch mentioned that to Mitch. Right. I was like, you know, they used to have Thunder by the Bay down here. This would be a great place for bikers to come. And I said, maybe I can get you, get you in touch with somebody over there at Thunder by the Bay. I said, I don't know if you guys could be a sponsor, you know, this late in it. They might be able to. I don't know. Uh, but we got to figure out a way. And this is our way of letting bikers know that when you go thund to Thunder by the Bay, go downtown. Go right. downtown and check out some of the merchants down there, but definitely stop in. Check out L. Melvin's. Melvin's. And be sure and let them know that Biker Life Radio Chuck and Deb sent you and that we definitely want to make sure we continue to support them and their efforts. Um, they're doing a phenomenal job, and we just want to give kudos to where kudos are due. And we just are so appreciated uh, of the way that we were treated, which was outstanding. And it was not, folks. It was not because we're radio celebrities. No. Because that just <laughs> didn't come up. Okay. We're not, we don't have our branding. We're not wearing, wearing our hats or we're not wearing our shirts. We didn't even look like bikers. As a matter of fact, when I met Mitch, I says, and he says, well, you know, I think uh, Joey, or not Joey, uh, Lucas. Lucas, uh-huh. Luke told him, he says, hey, you, you tell him about your radio show. And so that's when we started to tell him a little bit about it. And But, you know, that's not why we got the extra special Correct. treatment. Yeah. Uh, it, part of it was because we did know Luke from before. But I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you again, go check out. We didn't mention this when we mentioned Mitch and Matthew. 
Matthew, right? Matt, uh-huh. Um, Matt. Uh, but also, when you're there, go to the bar and ask for Luke. You'll know who Luke is because he's ha- he's he's humping it. He's a moving and a grooving. He's, 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 you're going to know who he is. Yep. And the thing is, he cared. I watched him when he made up make our drinks. He, and, the, oh, the margaritas were phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've only got a little bit of time left <laughs> in the sec- segment. But the margaritas are absolutely phenomenal. And they don't have all that sweet and sour mix. Right. I am really, 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 really particular about my margaritas. And he's over there making them to perfection. Correct. He even tastes them, not, not to get a buzz, I'm sure. No, he tastes them to make sure that they're going to be good when they're served to you. Yes, so absolutely. We, 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 I have to go. We have to go now. But again, check out L. Melvin's in downtown Sarasota. You're going to love it. Hi, this is Chuck with the Chuck and Deb Show. If you'd like to be a sponsor on our show, please contact us at 216-7625. That's 216-ROCK. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Welcome back to Biker Life Radio. And now we have what you've all been waiting for. The one, the only Dutch Van Austin will be coming up here in just a moment, right after Deb tells you a little bit about Dutch. Dutch is the author of book number one in the Life Behind Bars book series called Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout. So without further ado, we're going to turn it over to Dutch and raw and unapologetic. Greetings from the sound studios known as Dutch's Man Cave, located in the sun coast of Florida. As stated, I am Dutch Van Alston. I am the author of Demons Rising, the story of the Wayward Scout, book number one in the Life Behind Bars book series, and I am raw and unapologetic. See, last week I screwed that part up. And I am also the author of the soon-to-be-published, I'm looking around May... Uh, a book number two of the Light Behind Bars book series, Rebellious Youth, The Story of the Lost Child. Uh, I think that's going to be a good one. I'm very, very proud of that one. Right now it is in the capable hands of my two beta readers, Chuck and Deb. And uh, I don't know how far along they are as of yet, but they are reading it and uh, going to give me some feedback. And then I take it from there. Then it goes to the editor and blah, 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 blah. Uh, anyway, uh, I was having a conversation with someone the other day. I rode up to Burt's Barracuda Harley up there in Clearwater uh, to check out his new building. And uh, I see there's still a lot of work in progress. But uh, uh, as always, when I'm up that way, I go across the street to the Quaker Steak and Lube. And uh, I got to jabbering with some guy on a Dynaglide. And he was sipping an iced tea and gorging on wings. And so um, to carry on the conversation, I went in, grabbed a pitcher of beer. And the (laughs) the bartender gave me two glasses. I mean, does she think I'm a drunk or something? I'm, I'm going to, like, drink two at a time? You know, some, some wait staff just assume uh, you know, way too much. Uh, anywho, I came back out to the patio with him. We were discussing the sales of Harleys in general and motorcycles, actually, and, uh, and how they're waning and people aren't riding as much as they used to and, and stuff like that. Now, having zero experience in engineering, marketing, sales, distribution, advertising and well if it ain't the five b's i I don't have much experience and and those are uh, bikes beer bourbon boobs and barbecue uh that order is subject to change given my mood and such uh but other than those five b's my field of knowledge is very limited (laughs) i always used to tell everybody i was a b student my whole life Uh, But that doesn't stop me from being an expert and criticizing the manufacturers and telling them how best to market their product. Okay, I will admit, targeting old guys like me is pointless. It's a boob without a nipple. Just There's just no point. I'm never buying another new bike. I don't like how Harley shops have turned into these little boutiques, so to speak. There was once scented soap in the men's room in a dealer in West Virginia. Now, forget all of the things that uh, the concept of West Virginia conjures up in my mind, but scented soaps would not be one of them anyway. But scented soaps in the men's room. I mean, seriously, I recall that when there was a, it, it, when there was a men's room, uh, it was just a dark, smelly room with a sink and a urinal. And the key was to be sober enough not to uh, confuse the two. And they even had a roach clip hanging from the handle so you could keep both hands in control while you... Uh, Uh, did your business now you know my positions on a lady rider I like them in all sorts of positions 
And I strongly believe Harley did the smart and the right thing, marketing to the other half of the population and creating a whole new genre of spicy added to the biker stew. But keep the scented soaps in their bathroom, okay? Now, as I drank more beer, I was shocked to see how fast and fluent my ideas uh, about marketing to millennials and the Gen X people um, and and kind of how to start pitching what motorcycling is to that group of people. And uh, this is a couple of the ideas we came up with. Uh, first off, make a helmet that configures to a man bun. Maybe all these uh, men need is to know they can protect their skull and maintain a sense of fashion. Uh, the other idea was to market the idea that motorcycles are portable safe spaces. I mean, if they ride and they see things like a smashed avocado on the side of the road or a, a rebel flag in someone's yard or, or, God forbid, a woman in a dress and a man in pants or an advertisement for that new steak joint in the town. I mean, what better place to be when you feel triggered? You are in a mobile safe space where bad vibes, hurt feelings can be processed in a healthy way. You can't drink a latte at the same time, but you can process them in a healthy way going 80 miles an hour. Number three, let them know, except for the tolls, I know somebody will correct me and say, what about toll roads? Roads, in general, are rent-free. So every road they ride, the millions and millions and millions of miles available to them are just like their parents' basement, free of rent, free of responsibility. I mean, they don't have to maintain the roads, right? The only difference is you can't be in your underpants trolling video game sites. But if you market it right, riding is as good as your parents' basement and then some. Um, Number four... Most of these were my ideas. The other guy was just kind of staring at me with a blank look on his face. I don't know why. Uh, with every purchase, give them an award. A Best Buyer Award. An award that says, hey, you are special. Like a participation award. Uh, number five would be, let them know how many differing variations of selfies they can take with their motorcycles. I mean, the various poses are virtually endless. And they'll be the envy of Instagram, no doubt. Uh, Number six, motorcycles are vegan. To be true, right? I'll I'll just let that one support itself because it's just so brilliant. Uh, Number seven, let them know there are no documented cases of motorcycles killing a polar bear anywhere throughout the world. Imagine this for a slogan. I mean, Darren Stevens has nothing on me. Ready? Motorcycles. With an explanation point. Motorcycles. It leaves your friends and the polar bears out in the cold. So number eight. Since the majority of motorcycle crashes are the fault of the other careless drivers, the concept that millennials appreciate of blaming everyone else for their problems, they can continue to do that while they're being poked and prodded in the ER and while they run morphine through them, providing the morphine is also vegan. Uh, Number nine. And this this is an important one. It's a lot easier to find a parking spot at Starbucks. I mean, if you think about it, you don't really need a whole spot. You can park it near the sidewalk and park it near the dumpster. Okay, and number number 10, well, I, and I only come up with this one because I wanted an even number, kind of like, you know, the Ten Commandments or the Ten Bill of Rights. It's that important. Number 10 would be to put scented soaps in all the men's rooms, I guess, is... Uh, I mean, I'm willing to make that sacrifice to see people uh, explore the whole concept of writing and get going. Uh, I'm not going to read a question today from anyone, which is saving me giving away a book. I mean, cha-ching, I am less poor now. (laughs) Yay. But I am going to uh, answer a question because it's a repeated one that I get. I either get messages uh, on my website or on my Facebook pages or... Uh, I, I sell books locally um, at bike shows and such, and I get feedback that way. And the most frequent question is, Dutch, do you sometimes not feel fresh down there? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I jest. 
I kid because I love, really. Uh, but recently at a local Harley-Davidson shop, a man um, uh, I know uh, admitted, and these are his words, he teared up at the end of Demon's Rising. And, and this guy is no sissy. I bet he's never even drank a coffee from Starbucks. Um, I think after telling me that, he felt like more comfortable with me. I, again, it's one of the things you had to be there because it's like his facial expression changed and the pitch in his voice kind of went a little lower and he looked around to see if anybody was listening. And he, um, he said, um, how much of what you wrote is true? And I always tell people, it's a novel. Yes, it draws from experiences that get synthesized in my bourbon-soaked and anger-filled cranium before the fingers tap out the words, but it is a novel. It's not a biography, I assure you. Then he asked if any of the characters are based on real people, and I, and I told him, well, all of them and none of them. Uh, I'll only discuss one, although I did tell my friends Chuck and Deb about one other character based on an actual person, but they are sworn to secrecy. They swore in blood. Or maybe it was taco sauce, because I think we are having those tacos that one night at her house. Anyway, um, but the character of Mallet was heavily influenced by my brother, Mickey Fitzwater. He is one of those people um, um, Demon's Rising is dedicated to. I, I, in all sincerity, and I know I joke around a lot, but I've never met a more honorable man in my life, and, I, and I'll leave. I'll leave it at that. I now Mickey is everything of a stereotypical Irishman, you know, like when they're kids at the supper table. Dad, are we Irish? Shut up and drink your whiskey. You know, but I mean, he works hard. He plays hard. I mean, he lives hard. He is the toughest guy I ever met. I, I don't think there's a man alive who can get the best of them, and I've seen a few try over the years, and they all had buyer's remorse. Uh, I, and I've never seen him start a fight out of you know for no reason. Um, well, that's a whole different story. But the overall theme is true. You know, we all hear, oh, he'd always give his shirt off his back, you know, but but in Mickey's case, he truly would. He's just that guy. And there's one incident I write about in my book that is nearly verbatim what occurred in real life. And it's it's really one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, I, I confess it may lose its luster unless you know the people involved in it. Um, but anyway, yeah, Mickey was riding his bike. And um, first off, he and I were not in the same club. But we were brothers nonetheless. And we were in contact with each other every week. Uh, without fail and I hadn't heard from him in well over a week so I just gave a buzz and I said uh, hey he answers the phone in anger what say hey what you know what the hell's wrong with you what, what's what's up what's up what's up he says what's up I'll tell you what's up I just got hit by a pickup truck driving along a back road went ass over tea kettle landed in the back of the pickup and he's just ranting and raving and my elbows all well watch my language my elbows highly damaged and my head is bleeding and my neck is moving and I'm all screwed up, and I said, oh, my God. I said, well, I'll, I'll be right over. We'll take you over to the ER. And he said, uh, he started to calm down a little bit, and he said, uh, not to worry. His, his old lady was getting around right now as we speak. Uh, this just happened like 15 minutes ago, and they were on their way to the ER. So I said, um, okay, fair enough, but call me as soon as you get back and let me know how you make out because, you know, that's, that's, that's serious from what he was telling me. Um, so he doesn't call me. The next morning, about 7 o'clock in the morning, the phone rings. Uh, I pick it up. Now, hey, hey, Dutch, how you doing? So I'm doing good. How'd, how'd you make out last night? He said, last night. So, yeah, how'd you make out last night going to the yard? Oh, oh, that, that. No, no, I never made it last night. So what do you mean? What do you mean you never made it last night? What, what happened? Oh, that, yeah, that, no, no. When I hung up with you, my neighbor came over with a bottle of whiskey and had a bonfire going, so I went over there. And, and I just, I almost, can I say that? I'll just say pee. I almost peed myself. I laughed so hard. I, I couldn't, and he did not catch on why I was laughing. He kept saying, what's so funny? What's so funny? I said, you don't see it, do you? You don't, you don't get it. Here you are, you're, your neck might be broken, you're bleeding, uh, all this stuff, and... All it took was a bottle of whiskey and a bonfire to keep you from going and getting much-needed medical attention. And then finally he caught on and he kind of started laughing. But it just... That story is actually almost verbatim in my book because it just... 
it just showed what a hard-headed, tough guy he really is. And it just it does so cloaked in a lot of humor. It's just one of the best laughs I ever had. Um, but the character of Mallet, as, as did all the characters, had a very uh, inauspicious upbringing. And, and that's why they end up in a motorcycle club. And that is true in, in real life. It really is where men go when they were lost as boys. Um, I mean, Mallet left behind a family of apathy and took the natural gifts God gave him, and he brought them to people who would appreciate those gifts of loyalty, honor, forgiveness, sincerity, courage. And he joined a family that appreciated what he was and gave it back tenfold. The friendship he has with the main character, Digger, comes right from here, I'm pointing at my chest right now. Radio may make that difficult for you to see. But I wrote that. I wrote one chapter where it's just uh, a Mallet and Digger going out for a ride. And the chapter's title is called It's Just Two Brothers Out for a Ride. But it's an important chapter because it shows friendship doesn't always mean brotherhood. And brotherhood doesn't always mean friendship. But when the two are happening at the same time, you know you belong. And, and Mallet finally belonged somewhere. So, that is uh, all I got to say about that, as Forrest Gump would say. Okay, don't forget to hit like on my Life Behind Bars book series Facebook page. Visit my website, www.dutchvanalston.com, and peruse my book that I am ever so proud of. Uh, I, along with the infamous Chuck and the famous Deb, will be at Stottlemyre's Barbecue in Sarasota, January 16th, starting around, oh, let's say six-ish. Come early, because Stottlemyre's always packs him in. Um, come say hello to us. I will have my first book, Demons Rising, there. I will also have the well-known and mentioned in jest on page 177, Flintstone Harley. Uh, yes, a Harley painted like my hero, Fred Flintstone. I think I've mentioned that before. And also, uh, my Pride and Joy 1975 Shovelhead will be there. So come on down, say the whole load to all of us. Bubbles will not be there. Uh, she's having a cast reunion party of sorts for a series of movies she did about 10 years ago uh, when she was a struggling actress. Um, something about uh, Pizza Delivery Boy. And then there was, I guess, 17 sequels after that. Uh, including the finale, you know, Pizza Boy, you ordered extra sausage. I, I never knew she was a thespian. It, huh? I know. I know it was just acting you were doing it, and, and you weren't, huh? Yes, I know you like men, dear. I said thespian. Okay, just just stay over there. You're still sick. I feel bad for her today. She was so woozy. She can't even walk straight. I mean, she was so sick that I had to actually carry her to the bathroom so she could scrub the toilets for me. I mean, that's how bad it was, but anything to help her out because I just, I love bubbles. So, until next week, folks, remember, being clean and sober only means you showered and you're heading for the liquor store. And from my faulty brain to your ears, this is Yabba Dabba Dutch, signing off. Our sponsor today is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. If you desire to be a leader in this fast-growing cosmetology industry, then contact Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, 719-390-9898. Or visit coloradosprings.tonyguy.edu. For more information about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho... Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276. Or visit them at coeurdelaine.tonyguy.edu or visit the Chuck and Deb Show sponsor page for more information. Well, I am super excited that we have Brian back with us today at today in today's show. I can't even get it out because I'm so excited. But you know, the impact is, is as we talked last week about resolutions, I think the idea is, is that resolutions and or your vision for 2020 sounds great initially. But what happens is we hit a roadblock, we hit some challenge that derails us. And all of a sudden, it's either a good or you're either on track or you're off track, and then people throw it away. And what I thought was important 
important to share with our listeners is the reason why we brought Brian back is because we've had some real life examples of people that have met with him when they hit a challenge. And you know what? Their life has turned upside down. Oh, it so- absolutely have. As matter of fact, uh, our good friend Kevin, I'm sure he wouldn't mind us saying his name on the radio. Uh, actually, I gave him a gift to meet with Brian and do a reading with Brian. And all I can say is that Kevin has been pretty much speechless. <laughs> all, he, all he kept saying the whole time is he's spot on, he's spot on, he's got it, I love this guy. You know, and he was telling me how he didn't want to get off the phone with Brian, and Brian was telling him, no, we have to get off the phone. <laughs> so that's how much Kevin really got out of it. And the neat part about it was, is that Kevin went ahead and he paid it forward right. to a friend of his, and we got so Kevin got some feedback that he shared with me that she actually felt the same way that he was on track that he's Mr. Phenomenal that's his new name that's what I'm gonna call him Mr. Phenomenal and and that everything that he said was again right on track so this is not some of that stuff that's out there right woo woo stuff it's out in the cosmos you know and just hope that it works but you know this is an impact that it's had real life on real people and when they hit when hit the fan and i know i can say that on the radio i'm not so sure you know what everybody you know everything turned around and there was finally i think an understanding why maybe that was going on at that time and then some of the things i think that we'd really like to talk to brian about today is how to get beyond that and so how the impact of astrology can do that so let's just go ahead and, and, bring and, Brian on and the it's phone. just it's just being uh, life on life's terms. So so right. Brian, you've been sitting patiently while we've been talking here, but I've said all sorts of great things about you because other people have said all these fantastic things about you, and I could brag on you all day because we've known each other forever, and you've helped Deb and I over the years immensely. So we'll just turn it right over to you. Maybe you could take over from there. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, when listening to what you were just saying, I, I think it would would help. If the listener understood what this is about a little bit, like what I did for Kevin or what I did for Rhonda, his paid forward lady. Mm -hmm. And we talked a little bit last week about an owner's manual. You know, you get the car, you get an owner's manual or or you get your bike and there's an owner manual. And also, you know, I spent 20 something years as a builder and there's a blueprints that come along before you could build the building. Well, if we look at, there's a thing called an astrology chart. And if we look at the astrology chart, personal chart, based upon the individual, it is the owner's manual or the building blueprints or whatever you want to call it. We call it a script of life. And what I did with Kevin, I'll just stay with Kevin, but just stayed with Kevin and I had his chart. And what the chart is, it's it's a funny looking thing. I mean, it's a weird thing that it's not in, not in English at all. It's all in icons and, and symbols and everything. And I just happen to have a gift to be able to interpret it. It would be like if somebody picked up a descriptive of their life and it was in German and they didn't read German, they'd find somebody who, who could read German to read them their script. So I have this ability. And it's what the birth chart is on, and I'll speak to the listener directly, on the day that you were born, uh, all the planets were lined up in a particular place in a particular signs, and they were sending their energies down to Earth. Sounds like a little weird, but if you think of the sun, what does the sun do? It sends its rays down to us, and we live all that, live off of that sun ray. So the other planets have functions and utilities. So they're sending down this information, and and in. All the utilities, like we talked a little bit about Venus is love, the moon is emotion. Let me just be quick with this. There's a whole bunch of information coming towards you at the moment of you take your first breath, and you're imbued with all this energy. Hmm. And by seeing where the planets were and having a chart that I do runs up, it tells me a lot about you. It tells me how you think. It tells me how you feel. It tells me um, what you're good at, where your strengths are, where do you challenge, what kind of career you want, what kind of partner really works for you. It gives me a whole plethora of ideas. All right. So I'm sitting there. A way way to look at it is suppose suppose Kevin was, was ill and he was in the hospital. 
right? Mm-hmm. And he's laying there, and the doctor comes in. And what does the doctor do? He goes to the end of the bed, and he pulls the chart up and starts looking at the chart. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not claiming to be a doctor, nor do I want to be one. But there's the birth chart. I take a look at that birth chart, and I started talking to Kevin. And we had a conversation. And what I say to him, what I said to him was, was um, we're going to go through this information. We're going to explore it, right? We're going to discover more about you, right? And if I'm saying things to you that don't, it doesn't feel right, doesn't resonate, doesn't ring a bell or it's wrong, tell me. My vested interest is in not in being right. It's in his truth. Mm-hmm. So we started to explore Kevin, who Kevin thought he was versus who Kevin really is. <laughs> uh, right. And, and, and so, well, you got, you got the feedback from Kevin. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's a participatory thing between I and Kevin and, and the chart. And I read the chart and we talk about it and we go to different places and I ask him questions. It's just not me downloading a bunch of information. It was, it was what I said to him. It's just like he and I sitting down having a cup of coffee, right. Or having a, a, bottle of beer at the bar or whatever and we got a cheat sheet yeah. and that's and that's what astrology is it's really it gives us an, an inside an inside glimpse at who we are so we could be happier and we can correct the things we need to correct you know i had a client just a little while ago on the phone you know and she called and and i did the same thing with her we we did it all over the phone i do this all over the phone and and we looked at the chart. We talked about it. We we saw. She says, you know, this is what's going on. We look and we find ways out of it that's best for the human being. See, I really believe that we we we're not privy to all the information that our life really holds for us. And what this astrology chart does is help us get a little bit more understanding, get more more into it, so we can live a better life. And you know, you you guys, you know, I, like you said, I don't I don't want to think of how long you've known me. <laughs> I really don't. You A know. good long uh, time. But you've but you've seen what this work does, and it's and it's not anti Christian. It's not anti God. In fact, it's very pro God because God created the planet. Right. You know, yes. it's 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 not the woo woo stuff that you think. It's it's science, but it's meta science. And the right. science that says how does the planet way up there doesn't affect us, that's that's old physics. Mm-hmm. Newton was the guy that that's the physics we used. And now we know we have quantum physics, right? Yes. And now science is exploring nanophysics. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just beyond nanophysics. It's called metaphysics. And I just happen to have this this gift, yes. I guess. I didn't mm-hmm. ask for it. You know that. I told you that story. That's right. You know, so what I look to do with people is to make life real and just to help them, help them understand who they are, you know, and what they're doing. There are three things in life that I've seen after doing this so long with thousands of charts. I can put life into three categories, the being, the doing, and the having. Might have said this last week. I don't know. That's all right. It's worth repeating. but, but, But if we... What we tend to do is think of what we have to have. You know, we have to have a roof over our head, transportation, food in our mouths. So we go get a doing. We go get some kind of job. But nobody ever teaches us, nor do we think about the being. Well, if we don't understand our being, how the hell are we going to get something that really works for us? What kind of job are we going to get? But when we understand how the being wants to express itself, then we have more fun doing that at the J-O-B or whatever the career uh, and then we have our having organically. It's a play. Everybody, everybody out there, you have a play. You are the star of your play. That That's the bottom line. And so what the chart is, it's called a birth chart or a natal chart. This is very specific to you at your day of birth, your moment of birth. So it allows us to take a deeper look into who you are and the sole purpose of this is for you to live a fulfilling happy life yeah and you know, that's it that's the bottom line yeah it, and, it, and 
I kind of relate that to, as you were talking, as a roadmap of what our life is designed to be. That's the being part of it. And I think we miss that mark, like you mentioned, and we get off track. And so with reconnecting with the roadmap and our destiny, our being in life, then, you know, that kind of puts us back on track to go where we need to go. And, and that's just how it works in my brain to make sense of that. And we all get off track from time to time or life you know, head, head down a way that we're not designed to really be and it doesn't feel right, but we don't know how to get off the road and take yes. another route. Yeah, well, we, we could get knocked off the road. And we also have patterns, you know, uh, patterns of situations that take place. Um, an example, we, we know when we're born, we have d DNA. We have the DNA of our parents, mm -hmm. right? But we think of that in terms of our body more than anything else. But we also have the DNA of, of, of the spiritual realm or the psychological and emotional DNA. We, we, all of us, every one of us, has the dance of our parents' marriage in our head. We're a little bit of dad, we're a little bit of mom. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And what we have is we take down their patterns. We know, we're with, we imbued, we take in their patterns and that's what daddy does. That's how mommy feels and we download it. And I'll tell you a little story. It's called the ham story, right? Did I tell that last week? I don't think, I don't so. think so. I don't think so. Um, it's the ham story. And in this, there's four generations of women. It's Christmas time. And they're having Christmas dinner. They're going to have Christmas dinner. And this family, there's, there's the bride, the mother, the grandmother, and, and the, the great-grandmother, the grand dame, all right? Mm -hmm. And it's the bride's first Christmas as a bride, having her own place. So they have Christmas at the bride's place, and she's going to make the ham. Family is notoriously known for having ham. So she prepares the ham just like she saw her mother. And she's just about to put it in the oven, and she remembers she has to cut the end of the ham off, just slice the little bit of the ham off. And she thinks about it, and she says, you know, I know why I did every other thing with this ham but I don't know why I sliced the end of the ham off. The only thing I could think of is my mother did. Mm -hmm. yep. So she calls mom into the kitchen. Mom comes into the kitchen. The daughter goes through the whole thing. She said, why did you cut the end of the ham off? And mother thinks about it and says, you know, I don't know. That's the way my mother always did it. So they got grandma. They brought grandma into the kitchen. Right, mm -hmm. two, two, two generations now mm -hmm. asking the same question to grandma. And grandma thinks about it and she says, you know, I'm not really sure. That's the way my mother always did it. <laughs> <laughs> so they call the grand dame into the kitchen. Three generations of women trying to figure out why, why did you always cut the end of the ham off? And the grand dame looks at him, shakes her head and, and she says, so it would fit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, exactly. Now, now that now that you know, that's how we inherit it's called the sins of the father. It doesn't mean essentially dad. It's it's the it, we inherit right. stuff. There's right. a pattern. That's how they always do it in the O'Reilly family. Mm -hmm. You know? Or this right. is how we do it in this family. Well, why? Exactly. And a lot of times people want to break out from those patterns and they don't even know they don't even know what the pattern is for sure, you know, mm -hmm. but they know that life just not real good right now. Right. Something's bugging me. So that's that's the benefit of there's so many benefits of astrology. I, right. Um, but that's that's what I did with Kevin. Yeah. And I think um, what I can see, Brian, is that by helping somebody with this, they're able to get in touch with who they are. So I know we started to talk about, you know, people struggle and life situations happening. Um, and this is just sort of coming to me as I'm talking here is that uh, you are able to show them who they are. And so the, the closer in touch of who they are is that when they have struggles, that, that you can actually help them to where they'll be able to not focus on the struggles, but the more positive things and aspects about their personality or character traits. Does that sound right? Sounds absolutely right. You know, I, I believe I talked about this last week. We don't want to water the weeds. We want to water the flowers. Right. Right. You know, what we people, people trip over their problems and they should just say, you know, 
I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Right. And you were going to say something yeah. about that. Yeah, because what we focus on expands. And in addition to that, we try sometimes so hard to get better at something we're not technically designed to be good at, rather <laughs> right. than focusing well, on our and strengths, strengths and the things that we're excellent yeah. at and just getting better and better at those. Sometimes we could just try too hard, just too hard. You know, <laughs> so it's it's the I think we've all been in the flow. Everybody on on that on listening has been in the flow of it's just easy everything right. flows and it's wonderful right mm-hmm. and there's there's a thing called the paradoxical intention and the paradoxical intention is you want something so badly you actually stop yourselves from getting it you prevent <laughs> yourselves from getting it, Push it away. and one of, and one of the one of the the metaphors the analogies for it is the physical orgasm Everybody likes it, mm-hmm. right? But nobody's ever been able to force one. We can't force it. And when we, the, the harder we try to do it, what do we have? The less and less it happens. Right. 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 So we're really trying hard to get this thing we really want. Yeah. Well, let's back away from it a little bit and say, what do we have to do? What hap- How do we get an orgasm? Man, we have to surrender. We have to let go. Like we that, have to right. chillax. Yeah, you know, chillax. we have to wallow in. We just like chill, baby, and let it come. And what do we get? We get pleasure. Yep. So sometimes we're beating our head up against the wall for trying to force something that's not going to come to us. It's so true, and that's that's what we're talking about here. Is how you were able to help Kevin and and Rhonda and many different people all around the world, and by doing so, it's just to, by giving them a little bit of insight about themselves. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, well, actually, it's a lot of insight because we're <laughs> there you complex. Go, sorry, <laughs> we're, we're we're complex. We're complex individuals. I'll tell I'll tell you what what Rhonda says to me. I don't Rhonda's you know. I don't know if she's listening and she minds but nobody's really going to, you know, who Rhonda is not going to go knocking on her door or anything. Right. right. But, but Rhonda told me she's been with, been to therapist her whole life. And she says in, in the, in the hour and change that we talked, we got through all the stuff that the therapist didn't even get, didn't even touch. Oh goodness. Good right. That's exactly what she said. She wow. said, you helped me more than all those years. Mm. Why? It's not me. What I'm trying to, to really express is, yeah, I have the gift to do this, but I look at their birth chart and I'm able to read it and give them guidance based upon that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, we have to wake up to the gift of astrology. And I believe that the planets are gifts from God to help us live our life. And if we pay attention, you know, they do. But we have, and I was, and I told you guys, when, when I, was first introduced to astrology, man, you couldn't have got a, a bigger skeptic. Yeah, you were in construction then, right? right? Yeah, I don't believe in that crap. What are you <laughs> talking about? It wasn't It wasn't until the caca hit the fan that I was looking for answers that I got exposed to it. And I said, wow, these are some of the things I really needed to know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and. There, there's tons of things that people need to know, uh, and sometimes we're just not aware about how to find the answers. Right. And that's yes. part of the reason we want to continue to bring you back on the show so that when people are looking for answers, they'll know where to find you. Absolutely right. So I know we're kind of cutting it close on time once more. It's always And we love time, having but... you on. So, Brian, if you would kind of wrap it up by letting our listeners know um, how they can get in touch with you to kind of when that caca hits the fan, they have yeah. a resource to reach out to. Yeah, because that's really well, important it... uh, because once things start to happen, you know, you you have a lot of different resources. And sometimes maybe you need to reach out to a resource that maybe you haven't tried before. Right. Because as Rhonda said, and I know Kevin uh, has had some, some of the same things going on too, and he was able to reach out and actually he was, Brian just, you know, I mean, Kevin today is a different person. I, I mean, that's all I got to say. Kevin is not the same person that came to visit us a month ago. He's a totally different person. Right. Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. Well, what Kevin is is Kevin is Kevin now. There you go. <laughs> That's a great you know, way to describe it. That is the Kevin truth. Kevin is Kevin. Yes. Um, if they want to get a hold of me, uh, they could go to my website. It's an old website. It's not current or anything, but they'll get enough information that they need. And it's Brian, B R I A N 
A, that's my middle initial, and Hill, H-I-L-L. So it's brianahill.com. That's it. And they could see who I am. Um, my email is B-H, like Brian Hill, and then the word whale, W-H-A-L-E. So it's B-H whale. And the whale is for, the W in the whale is for our wealth. It's for our things. The H is for our health. The A is for our attitude. The L is for our love and relationships. And the E is for our expression. It's our jobs, careers, etc. So when we got this all together, we have a whale of a life. <laughs> love love it. it. And I'm glad you so, went ahead and went forward to explain that because we were on the same wavelength. I was going to ask you to explain that to us. So I'm glad you did. Cool. Thank you. And so it's bhwhale at yahoo.com. And you could text me at area code 941 320 That's it. All right. Fantastic. Well, Wish we had a little bit more time. We're going to keep having Brian come back as he has time on the show. Yes. We really appreciate you being here, Brian. We love you, know, you so much. And Could I, I say one thing that, that might help? help the, the process in this thing go ahead give them how to get in touch with you all right too okay. Okay. so if they want they could write some questions they could email the questions however they want to get in touch with you okay and because we could talk the subjects are infinite that we could talk about and they're all practical you know what what kind of schools could you send your kids to what kind of jobs do you want or careers what about your love life is this person compatible how about money i'm troubling with my all kinds of things we could talk to it's really cool yeah, it really is cool. And those all those aspects you've helped Deb and I with over the years. So I know that that you can help other people with that as well. And so we will. Actually, we'll put something out on our Facebook page. You can always find us out on our Facebook page right now, Biker Life Radio, and just submit your questions, and we'll make sure that we get them on the show. Absolutely right. And you never know. We might have a giveaway if you want to submit a question. We will be happy to send you a little something from the Chuck and Deb show. Yep, we can do that for sure. All right, Brian. Well, we really right, appreciate you. Anything you, else? Thank you thank guys you. for your time. Anything else? Yeah, I will see you next week or mm-hmm. talk to you next week, maybe, or whenever we do. All you right. Guys have great. a happy day. Talk right. to you Love you. Take care, man. So there you have it. We really appreciate Brian being on the show with us. We hope that our listeners, you guys are getting a lot out of this. Uh, when we have Brian on, we'll try to have him more often because he does have a lot that he can actually help people with. And so what I would encourage you to do is I would encourage it to you to pay this forward to somebody else. And it doesn't have to be through Brian. Pay something forward to somebody else out there, somebody else that might be in a need, somebody that needs a little extra help somewhere. But go ahead and pay it forward somewhere in life and uh, help somebody out. Right. Share share your goodness and your blessings, your heart, because that is so part of the motorcycle mystique is the giving heart that we carry and want to help others um, in a lot of areas that we do. So I agree with that. Just give back to those around you, because oftentimes we're giving to big organizations and charities, which we're going to talk about here in just a minute. Um, But, you know, everybody says, well, what about your neighbor? Well, what about your friend that's in need? And I love that you're challenging people to give back to those that are right next door, that are friends of theirs that are in their closest circles that may need help and may need someone to reach out to in a time of need. So I love that. Um, I want to be sure that we talk about a couple of upcoming things that, and events that we're going to be involved in. So number one, the most exciting one coming up next week after our next radio show is the Stottlemyers Bike Night. It is on January 16th at the Stottlemyers. It's a West Coast Florida Riders Bike Night. Uh, Rossiter's Harley Davidson's going to be there. The Chuck and Deb Show by a Biker Life Radio and the one, the only Famous author. Dutch Van Austin will be there. Not he's, apologetic. He's planning to have books there and available to autograph for As you. You'll get a the, chance to meet him. So uh, be sure and come out and see us. And, and like uh, he said on his show there, uh, he's going to have his motorcycles out there. Absolutely. And he's challenging me to try to kickstart his bike again. So we'll see if I'll be able to do that. You've done it once. You can do it again. No big deal. I'm a little bit nervous about it this time. Well, what I'm more nervous about for you is riding that motorcycle on the highway without a windshield at those kind of speeds. 
points. Oh, but my anyway. goodness. Let's keep moving on. <laughs> All right. So uh, next is the Gibtown Bike Fest. That's actually scheduled for January 17th through the 19th up in Gibsonton. And then last but not least for this time um, right now is Thunder by the Bay. And again, we talked about giving hearts and that actually all the proceeds are going to the Suncoast Charity for Children. And that is scheduled February 14th through the 16th at the Sarasota Fairgrounds. $5 daily gate admission, but also opportunities to tent and camp and all sorts of great things. So you don't want to miss any of these motorcycle events. A couple of other things I want to make sure. Let's say hello to some people before we get to go, Deb. Absolutely. We've got new listeners in Brazil and Argentina um, coming to you from Spain, Portugal, Denmark, Russia, and none other than Croatia. I had to get that one out. It took a little bit. Thanks a lot, everybody. Stay tuned next week. We appreciate you. See you again soon. You've been listening to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb. Heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. right here on 1490 AM WWPR. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us next week.